Welcome on back to Baseless Claims, our bi-weekly casual talk fest, where we talk about things and stories that have happened in our real lives. Uh, if you want to contribute to the show, go ahead and reach out to any one of us on Twitter or leave a comment wherever you may be listening or viewing to this podcast. Fuck that little bit up. But without further ado, my name is Tay. I'm Tori. I'm Tyler. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Good. 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 So we have an album to talk about. We do. Your album. Yeah. Your album that you made. Yes, it's the album that I made. Definitely not under us your, under by your, Brother Ali. Under your pseudonym. <laughs> Brother Ali. Brother Ali. <laughs> Dude, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the album of the month was Us by Brother Ali. Threw a little bit of a curveball in there. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had a hip-hop or rap album yet, so I decided to go with that one because I really liked a lot of the songs that were on it. Um, now I didn't listen to this album all the way through at first when I first heard it, like Mm -hmm. before I recommended it to you guys. Um, it would come up occasionally on my Pandora, like one off songs uh, from the albums. And I was like, Hey, I can dig this. This is pretty good shit. Um, but my first full time listening through it was through this. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like from cover. So this to cover. was even like kind of a kind of a first for you as well. Yeah. A little bit. Almost. Yeah. Like I knew what was coming as soon as I heard like the first couple of beats or yeah. whatever. I was like, but it was oh still yeah. Kind of you were song. you were a little bit in the dark about it still. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And like the the flow of the album too, from going from song to song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on the album? My thoughts. Um, I like a lot of the storytelling that's going on mm-hmm. in this album. There's a lot of really good anecdotes, and the the beats are really, really stylized, and uh, just have a good feel to them, right? Yeah. And the emotional uh, like chart of this album is yeah. all over the fucking place, right. and I adore yeah, that. Because like the album starts off, and he just fucking goes in strong with like mm-hmm. uh i forget what the the initial track is called yeah, the preacher yeah like the preacher and yep. he's like you know all amped up and shit ready to go and then he goes into a song about like hey i like my life but i'm not trying to brag i yeah. just have a good life and then immediately you go into like some somber shit about like the slave trade and yeah. like mm-hmm. fucking uh what's the song called where he talks about um ah fuck it's like about the girl uh, who immigrated from Somalia, and then it's about Ooh, the um, yeah the travelers. I think it might be. No, that's the one that's specifically about the the slave trade. Yeah, I don't I don't ever know names. I only know track numbers. Yeah, um, I'll I'll look it up while I'm talking. But yeah, that one where it went from like the girl who was immigrating in from Somalia, um, and then the yeah that was great storytelling. The, the, the homosexual yeah. kid, and yep. then yep. um. Who's the third one in that song? Oh my gosh! I suddenly <laughs> forgot. I know, everything right? But the, the there's three there's three separate stories. Yes. in that song, it's track six, and they are all all super good. And just you know, I almost cried two times listening to this album because it got real sad. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, it hit the rest some really of, heavy points. It is. Um, and I just I just love the fact that he's also like a Minnesota native. Yep. So there's a lot of like. You know, like, cool. You hear shout outs to Twin Cities, yeah, and like, like Twin that, Cities, which is cool. by, my hometown. I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, I yeah. live there now. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought this album's a, a nice ride all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would listen to it over and over again because it is great. Yeah, Tightrope is a song. I think you're talking about Tightrope. That is exactly yep. the song. Now I want to hop in uh, before Tyler because I feel like Tyler's gonna gonna have a a couple paragraphs to go on about here. Um, I really, really like this album. I've heard some brother, brother Ollie in the past, but I've never heard this album before. And mm-hmm. just listening to it straight through, like all of like the, it's it's very old school, like very old school types of beats. Kind of like has like a funk vibe to a lot of the beats yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, there was some like one of the songs had like the kind of orchestral sound to it. One mm-hmm. of the last songs, the best song. Yeah, and it was just fun to listen to because it had like a it had a good even though all of the songs were relatively short and like self-contained like it, there wasn't like a like a full through line or anything like that yeah. but yeah. they each told their own stories in the way they needed to be done and he's just got a great voice he's got a great flow to how he says all the lyrics and everything like that it, and it just made for a good listen too mm-hmm. um had a bit of like an atmosphere vibe to it i think yeah. oh yeah that's well, that's any rhyme sayers right rhyme sayers yeah. sound very because is it similar? Atmosphere there's there's also a style. From the Twin Cities? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it also sounds very similar because Ant was the sole producer for this album. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ant was okay. the only producer who is part of the duo atmosphere. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It was. It was great. And 
I enjoyed almost every single song on there. Yeah. It all offered something very unique and very fun, and I re-listened to it multiple times because I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I, I made my way through this album like one, uh, two or three times. Or I should say I went certain tracks. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really you, liked I, I really liked The Preacher because that came out really strong, and mm-hmm. I also really liked uh, Fresh Air, which is the one I'll be like, my life is great, I like where it's at right now. Yeah. But it was like... Not super mundane, kind of mundane things like, yeah. hey, I can afford a house now. I'm not hopping couch to couch. I love my life. It's great. Yeah. I got married last year. My life is amazing. My kids are cute. I, my life is amazing. It was just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like those little wins, man. It's, it's literally bragging, but it's it's not like, I got so much money, motherfucker. He's not, he's like, not as the kids say, flexing. Yeah, no, he's just like, hey, so everybody, I just want to talk about what I think is great in my life. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of like, yeah, brother Ali, you do that. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate my that. favorite part about uh, that song actually is that it's cyclical. It starts with I'm the luckiest son of a bitch that ever lived. Yeah. And it's the closing line of the song. Yeah. I thought that's really Just cool. Comes, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice bookends to that. Mm-hmm. It's good. And then, yeah, I think the song uh, you say, I believe is the one we're talking about. You say, right, Tyler puppy love. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Big supporter of puppy love. Take it on. Love Big that point. sample. Big that lead. sample, like that was such a great combination of like, Fuck, I can't get my notes to open. I can't get my phone to open. Motherfucker. Is it? Oh, that's not good. No, it is not. No, it's most certainly not. But, anywho, I loved Puppy Love. I thought that was one of the best samples that Ant has ever found and used. And, mm-hmm. like, everything that, like, he added along with that just worked perfectly. And, like, Brother Ali is great at changing his voice for each song. Like, he went really went for, like, a very like painful kind of delivery in puppy love. Um, and I really liked, I love when albums have like either like a full concept or a loose concept where that starts with like, you get this imagery of like, he's in a church and like someone's introducing him as the speaker. Mm-hmm. And then from there he grabs the mic and then you get like a full album. And then the last track is like him just like still with that same beat for, from before with just like people clapping in a church yeah. and then it's just like another song with that. Right. I love those concepts like that or when albums like really close out like that, like, okay, right. this was a story that has now finished. And that gave it a through line, even though, like I was saying, the songs didn't, the, the songs, songs themselves, themselves yeah. didn't have but that, that book ended the album in a very good way. I oh like yeah. That. And then, um, I really liked, yeah, tightrope a lot mm-hmm. because it was, it was a great job of, Introducing a character, giving like all the background information necessary, and then telling a full story within one single verse. Mm-hmm. And it just worked so well. Like it was just like, oh yeah, this is tight. Like yeah. this is there were no there was nothing else that needed to be added or nothing that was missing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed getting because I was really, really into atmosphere for a long time. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed getting back into um kind of the style that's like a lot of storytelling based on that. I would have, however, because like there was only like four songs that dealt with like storytelling from another's perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. I would have liked to have seen more cause I really like atmospheres album when life gives you lemons. Cause that's entirely like almost every single song is a story about another person. And I think those work best cause I didn't like when it got to the songs. Like I didn't like the preacher. Okay. And like I, I loved the production on it. Like almost every single song I was like, God damn, like this is some of Ant's best work, like with like the funk and like, I can't think of what song it was because I can't get my fucking phone to open. There we go. Ha ha. You did. I conquered it. I bested you, Apple. Give me your money, John Apple. (laughs) Johnny Appleseed. Um, Apple. (laughs) Track 14. Track 14, because it was a, it was like a modern blues beat. It was slipping away, slipping away. It was like a modern blues beat because it had like an 808 as like this buzzy sound that was doing like a blues scale or something. And it was awesome. Like, I thought that was so fucking cool. Um, yeah, there's a a lot of really cool musical stuff. Yeah. all, All of the like, um, I was writing down that like Ant's abilities with like funk blues and electronic are just like seriously endless and it like it does have a distinct rhyme sayer sound which can sometimes be a good thing and a bad thing because then sometimes it's like well i've heard this rhyme sayers artist before so i've heard all of them now yeah sometimes it gets to be like that um but 
I really, really liked um, Poppy Love. God, that mm-hmm. was the coolest fucking sample I've ever heard. Um, I, I seem to be like more interested in the production throughout the album than, yeah, than anything else. I will say though, I fucking hated the one song with the features with the other two people <laughs> yeah. best at it I, best at it i was all right with god it. i hated best at yeah, it that was probably my least favorite as well so uh, even the beat was too much where it was literally just the same chord being played yeah. over and over and over and over like there was no break it was just the same chord and i was like yeah holy fuck i can't wait for this to end there was like a couple songs in a row where it started getting like it was to a me a little bit like heavier rap mm-hmm. track 10 to 10 to 13 I was just very like, bad like mouth, I said, bad like fucking the games. <laughs> yeah, I was very much like until we got to track 14, I was like, OK, now I'm back into it because the modern blues beat. But like before that, mm-hmm. I was just like, eh, songs about himself are a lot weaker. Not into this because the story isn't there. It's getting like and then track 13 is where I kind of fell off into the point of like, OK, this album is getting to be too long. Like, OK, because like albums can be an hour but you have to supplement it with enough to make it an hour long Mm -hmm. like whereas this got to be like okay we're approaching the one hour mark and this is getting to be a little exhausting at this point but then blue uh puppy love came in and i was like need me some more of that got him him back need me some more of that stuff in my life as a as a counterpoint to why i liked best at it uh my friend brett kind of introduced me to rap more or less because mm-hmm. um, he started listening to it a lot more uh, back in high school. And uh, that's kind of what got me going and found my own like little niche of like, oh, I like this rap, mm-hmm. right? But uh, my friend Brett likes like the harder pop rap stuff. Yeah. So like Little Wayne and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that harder, like poppier rap has a lot of punchlines in it. So like, like, almost comical lines, mm, you know, yeah. where they'll just say something like, I, I hate this line, but Lil Wayne has a, a line where he's like, I'm going to pop that pussy like a pimple. And it's like, yeah. Oh God. But it makes you laugh. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. You, you love lines like that. Real G's move in silence. Like, like lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great line. I fucking love oh that my one. God. So I like, love that Joe Budden interview where like he got really serious and he was like, Lil Wayne can do whatever he wants. But I'm just saying like rappers like Lil, Lil Wayne said <laughs> real G's moving silent like lasagna. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I liked best at it is because there were a couple of those punchlines in there. Like the second guy who was a Sikh rapper talking about like like he made some reference to eating a pork chop or something. He's yeah. like, yeah, I eat pork. What about it? <laughs> it just made me laugh. I thought it was really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think brother Ali's verse in best at it was a little too long. Uh, they probably could have cut off about half of his and made this mm-hmm. kind of like a, a real quick one-off like, cause it's presented as a, like a freestyle kind of a thing, which is why I think it's so simple mm-hmm. um, is because it's just like this one, you know, track that just kind of repeats itself a little bit too much Mm -hmm. just so these uh rappers can come in and just blow through their verse yeah as a freestyle or however they want to like portray it i had written down that i really liked track eight because the travelers yeah yeah the travelers like i loved yeah it was it was like really like it it managed its goal as a song like perfectly where it like after you're done listening to it or like while you're listening to it you're like oh this is something that i've never put thought into because I haven't had to. Mm -hmm. And like, it really like, what did, what did I write down? Like, like you don't understand like the effects or burdens of like being an enslaved person, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what that might do to someone or like really making you think like, Oh, like this is like a real thing. And like, I've never had to think about it, but now it's like, forcing you because you're listening to it like mm-hmm. listen to this for a second that's like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna put some thought into that yeah yeah it's very heavy yeah and uh i hadn't heard that song before 
Uh, I, so I, that was a good little surprise. Yeah, I for heard you. I've heard Baby Girl before, and that song's real sad. Yeah, but I, I hadn't heard the Travelers before. So hearing the Travelers come out of you know this album was like oof because yeah. I was driving home on the way home from work. Yeah, and I've got my you know my bass cranked a little bit because my car has some decent subwoofers in it. So the beats just going, and I'm listening to this like super detailed, grim, yeah. historical story. Yeah, if I'm sitting in like nine to five traffic and like ooh, tracks. <laughs> speaking of having like so good, good. <laughs> speaking of having good subs, track seven had one of the heaviest fucking kicks I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Like that thing was just like, poof, poof. oh shit. It's like, like the mallet is hitting your yeah, forehead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, the, it's just like right in your face. I was like, oh wow. That's, I like that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But like, I liked getting back into the storytelling world of like rhyme sayers, hip hop for a moment. Yeah. Like, cause most recently, like I'm, I love 21 Savage and I love Travis Scott. And like, I've been listening to a lot of like rap music like that, where it's like now, like this is the popular music now and it's great, but it was just nice to get into like the storytelling stuff again. Yeah. It was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To and see I, a different take on the genre. Again. I love me some of them old school beats like that. I Absolutely. love that style kind of thing. That's yeah. why yeah. like I'm not super into hip hop, but like atmosphere and now this album, yeah. like it, it's just right up my alley. Ant's so great at sampling. It's it has it has the potential to have a lot of energy depending on like the sample and the beat, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of this was like kind of middle energy, mm-hmm. right? So like something you can groove to and get into, but not like in your face. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna scream at you for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I listened rap. like while I was listening to it, I was like, I I really liked the album because it's great for active listening. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, that's what it's meant for is like, you're really meant to like listen and, and absorb what he's saying and contemplate it. But then like, it also works for passive listening because the production is so great. And because yeah. Yeah. it like, it has that blues and funk and soul that it just kind of keeps you grooving. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on, but yeah. I'm just really into this. Yeah. And my sophomore year of college, uh, when I wasn't really super you into... You can't relive your glory days. <laughs> when I wasn't really, like, super into, like, group org, so I wasn't spending all my time away from my room or anything, um, I would play Hearthstone or, like, video games or whatever, and I would have my Pandora on, and this uh, this album came up there a lot because it was just, like, a, a hip-hop station on Pandora mm-hmm. that I was listening to, and those, you know, chiller beats that would come through on this album are just so nice to just have in the background too, if you're not actively listening to it. So I completely agree. Yeah. You're a lot like it's, it's available for passively mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. It's like two, two different songs almost one. If like you get the story, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Get, like, the nice, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I like how the power instead of power, just being like some crazy bass and like beat fetishism type of stuff. It was like, how's the power going to come in horns? We're going to have a horn, like yeah. horns going yeah. nuts. And I'm like, hell yeah. I, <laughs> I like that style a lot so i, I love ant's work yes. i love ant's production he's one of my favorite like samplers like classic like vinyl samplers it's just good stuff he i don't know how he finds what he does but like he can get like electronic shit in there like he's found like old house stuff that he's made into beats for atmosphere and it's just like god damn like how do you even approach that yeah He's crazy. He's a wizard. <laughs> He's a wizard. A music wizard. Well, yeah. So that was album of the month. Again, it was Brother Ali's Us. Yeah. And check it out. Yeah. Check it out on any streaming service. Uh, or maybe even you can buy it on iTunes if you really wanted to. Do it. Support the artist. Just, yeah. No, he's, he's great. Buy a CD. I loved. I just want to go back to the the album for a second because this made me like actually laugh out loud and I was like okay I kind of like this song a little bit more now it was one of the more like braggadocious songs um I had written for track 11 like initially songs about himself are a lot weaker the beat is so groovy though the song got a lot better when he said merch sales are tax free yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like the 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 cover charge you you paid is my salary yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. from there, he went on like four really seamless bars after that. And yeah. I was just like, that was the highlight of the album for me. Well, not the highlight, but that was just like a good like, that was pretty good moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like where yeah. his lyrics actually like, where, where you more, might not be the lyrics, but more so like 
how he enunciated everything yeah, yeah. and like how seamless and like similar these like lines it's were. like these one bars the, were just one after the other mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those moments where you're kind of like not really grooving to it but then like that shit happens you have to kind of go like i respect it yeah and you smile a little bit and you're like all right that was all right yeah <laughs> good line all right all right so i want to talk about movie theaters and the theater experience and that type of thing because i'm scared it's gonna go away you're scared it's gonna go away yeah i don't think it'll ever I'm go away well i'm i'm you're glad it's gonna I'm go away glad oh my it'll god go fuck away. you <laughs> fuck you the movie theater experience is un. you cannot get that it's, at home it's an unparalleled experience it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. you can you no you cannot. cannot you do not have that screen you do not have the surround sound you capabilities. have the ability to get it yo you're gonna buy an you're imax gonna- screen Okay, IMAX is a different story entirely. You're gonna buy a fucking Dolby Atmos system for your home? That'd yeah. be dope as hell, dude. Like seven point one or whatever. Yeah, uh, you are not gonna have that. Four point no. one surround sounds. Fine. No, it's not the same. It's not though. the same. There's okay, there's a so there's a ritual when, movies, when you go to a movie theater. You're walking through the dim like hallways trying to figure out which like seat you're gonna be in. You overpay for popcorn, but you <laughs> cover that shit in butter. Okay, I guess I should I guess I should elaborate on why. Well, Tay doesn't see movies, so no, that's also that's, that. Yeah, um, I don't like the uh, the the part with the other people. <laughs> that's the part I'm not a fan of. Because one of the worst theater experiences I have ever had was on the premiere night of uh, the the newest. We booze most wanted <laughs> on the the premiere night of the first of the new trilogy Star Wars movies. What is it? Fucking! It's not a New Hope. I forgot the name of it. The whatever. Force Awakens, yeah, directed one. by J.J. Fucking Abrams. Oh, yeah, that That's who we set. have right behind us <laughs> on the set of The Force Awakens. Basically, on Jack Who. Basically, what had happened was I had my best buddy Zach sitting to my left, and that was fine. But just the worst theater goer to my right, on his phone the whole time, smelled real bad. Dumped popcorn and soda all over my shit. Like I'll just say it. If you talk or go on your phone in a movie theater, every patron in the building should have the right to kill you. Yeah. yeah. There should, <laughs> See, be, there should the, be a policy where you can stab them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the part I'm glad is going away. But the whole, you know, big screen, like, sound setup, Un- that's all right. I like unparalleled. that. Unparalleled. Yeah. It's unparalleled. Like, that yeah. is the way to see a movie. That's the way that when filmmakers in Hollywood are making their movies... They're not picturing how is this going to look on the Blu-ray. They're picturing how is this going to be in the theater. That's fair. And That's how they make movies. Hmm. Not only like with the edits, but also like with like in my eyes, it's like the sound like they have their whole like stage setup. Like they do not move that knob. They have like the stage setup and like they have like the movie theater system around them in their room and they specifically mix and master Mm-hmm. for that because they know this is where the movie theater levels are going to be. This yep. is where everything's going to be in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. This is the experience that I'm giving you with this movie. Yeah. Like they mix it for that. Yes. It's not for your TV. Yeah. No. It gets, it gets a shitty down, not shitty because they like, they do a good job with it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a not, down mix. It's not yeah. the best way to see it. No. And yeah. it's, I'm, I'm so sad that it's going to leave. Cause that's another reason why I wanted to go into like film and video production in the first place is because I remembered like that feeling of going in and there was like at the theater I would go to as a kid, like the red carpet and like the kind of dim lights that were like showed like shined on the posters that were like coming soon and all that kind of stuff. It's a romantic that, experience. It is. it is. It is. And it's like, it's not just a nostalgia cause I still get excited when I go to movies. Like that is, that's just, I love going to see movies. It's like one of the best things in the world for me. And I am so It's not going sad. anywhere. But it, it might become a very niche thing. Like, I don't want it to just be those small little theaters. No, I, I think, like, AMC will be around forever. I don't, like, I think they might not do as well because they're not, like, like that new theater that went up by us that's, like, it's a draft house theater. Like, it's like a brewery, yeah. but you also see yeah. a theater. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. I just, I want a dedicated movie theater. Like I don't give a fuck what else you have, but like the general public doesn't care. Yeah. Like it's, it's very much like, 
well, I mean, I don't want to get up and like go to the theater. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so expensive though. A, a ticket's like $10. That's a beer. Just do that. Like a cocktail is $14. You know what I mean? That's an expensive cocktail. Where the fuck that's are you? Pretty that's a pretty reasonable. That's a what are you normal cocktail. About? That's a normal cocktail. No way. If you're not at a dive bar, that's a no, normal I cocktail. Go, Lush in the cities, I got a mojito for eight. Must have been mojito night. No, that's a normal hour. actual price on a regular average night. 14 is absurd for a cocktail. They water it down. No, it was a glorious, delicious mojito. Tyler, can we just agree I'm right on this? Yeah. Okay, what the thank fuck? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's not, oh, it's too expensive. Or like, oh, the popcorn and everything. Then don't get popcorn. Like, dude, literally do it. Go every, see the yeah. movie. Do what everyone has been doing for 15 years. Sneak your own shit in. Yeah. <laughs> like, go there, buy the ticket, go on $5 Tuesdays or whatever or matinee, special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, whatever. There's, there's all kinds of deals because they want to get people in the theater. They're not making money unless you're in the theater. So they want you to go there. They will be doing deals and they will have student discounts for popcorn and all that kind of stuff. Or sign up for AMC Stubbs. This episode Super brought cheap. to you by AMC and Coca-Cola. Go see the movies. Dude, don't even. I would be so happy. <laughs> I have been an avid Stubbs member since the dawn of Stubbs. All right. Uh, get, I get to see free movies like every fourth movie because I just gained so many points. Like you, you get rewards really quickly. And you've, you've gotten me into my movie theater. Um, you, you aligned my movie theater experience into what it is today where it's movie and you got to get the vanilla coke with it that's the oh, way to go God, i love vanilla you gotta coke. get the go vanilla to the coke you go to <laughs> freestyle the freestyle uh you go to the freestyle you get yourself a vanilla coke that's god's drink right there and that's you get nectar honestly, of zeus if you can af- <laughs> if you can afford it get a popcorn too yeah. because vanilla coke and popcorn that's the spot it's really That's good. That's the way to do it right there. If you're a Stubbs member, you can get a large for the price of a medium, a medium for the price of a small. There yeah, you go. It's You're in. I s- like, shit, I'm going to sign up. Yeah. Regardless of the I'm movie, the best, like, the best way to see it is in a theater. Like, I, even though I don't care about the Marvel movies, it's just a test of time. And it was like a, like a, like, this is going to be like the thing that's going to be in like, film history books is the release of infinity war. Yeah. Like how, like you get, they've been doing this for 10 years and you finally get the culmination. So I had to go see infinity war in theaters. Yeah. And I can't picture seeing it any other way because it was, it it was a spectacle. There there are movies like there are movies that aren't really good movies, but that I will recommend to people is like, go to the theaters because this is a theater movie like ready player one theater movie not a very good movie mm-hmm. but it like it looks expensive <laughs> yeah. and there's so much going on you need the big screen you need the big booming rattling yeah. sound coming in star wars is the theater movie yeah. yes also inception is a really good candidate too yeah yep. you can watch that casually and like it's good but the theater experience for that movie was incredible same I, with I, interstellar yeah I'm sad i missed that in theaters interstellar oh god interstellar was absolutely like that was the theater that, experience with the, like the shot in space where the 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 thing is spinning and the music is blaring uh, like you get you're in this like your heart's beating you're sweating you're watching it like on the edge of your seat like that dude, was i remember like that movie's long too that movie's like what two hours and 15 minutes something like that, that for you dude i think it's like two and a half yeah, it's a super long movie, and I remember when it ended, I was like, "What? No, I, I don't want it to be over yet. I'm not. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be yeah, done." It is two hours and forty nine minutes long. Yep. Yeah, it's that okay. Is so it's almost three long. hours long, and I wanted. What more. I hate about theaters, though, is they got some kind of voodoo magic <laughs> in the building. We're like, all right, I just went pee. Like, I made sure I went pee beforehand, <laughs> as soon and as everything. The start. And as soon saying. as it starts, it's like. Why do I have to pee? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I just went. Why do I have to pee? When I saw the the first of the last two Harry Potter movies in the theater cuz my sister So Deathly Hollows Part 1. Yes, that one. Uh my sister and my mom are really into it. Filthy casual. Uh I wasn't super big into Harry Potter, but Neither am I. Um I drank a an entire large coke. Oh no. Before the movie even started. That's a bad move. And I already had to pee. 
Oh no. And me being my stubborn don't no. want to cause a fuss, I sat through the whole movie with this gigantic bladder. Did it hurt? Oh, it hurt so bad, Tori. And Ouch. Because that movie's fucking mm-hmm. long, too. Yeah. I was expecting, Ouch. like, oh, since it's a two-parter, I'll be here for, like, an hour maybe an hour and a half, two hours. That I can handle. No, they made it no. two parts for a reason. Yeah, no, it kept Because it would have been, like, a five and a half hour and I, movie. I, I There's was no sitting, way you could have enjoyed the movie. I did. It was okay, but, like, well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was only an okay movie. It was oh, Harry Potter sucks. I'll God, say it. it was bad. Come on. It, it's but yeah, that was and then as soon as the movie was over, I just looked at my mom like move and she's like, What? I'm like, move, and I dove over here <laughs> to get yeah. to the bathroom. My <laughs> it didn't just explode. Like <laughs> yeah. it ruptures inside you. My favorite theater experience was absolutely like when I when I had like seen the news that Disney had officially moved through and purchased Star Wars, mm. and then when I saw the first teaser trailer. For the Force Awakens, like that was just that like, was a phenomena. I have to go. Yeah. Like this is like I haven't had a Star Wars thing in forever. Like since I was literally a kid. Like this mm-hmm. is my first, like going on my own. Like mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm so excited. And then buying my tickets ahead of time, yeah. getting the yep. perfect. Like literally as soon as the trailer went up, buying my tickets right away. Oh, you bought it that early, holy shit. Yeah, like getting because I knew it was going to be sold out for days. Yeah, like. Yeah. And then getting the seats I wanted. And then, like, I have this thing with Star Wars where probably, like, two, maybe a month before the actual movie comes out, I start getting really worried about my mortality. What the fuck? Like, I start really being like, I could die at any moment. (laughs) Like, I could, and then I wouldn't be able to see Star Wars. Like, I'm so close. Like, I'm a month away and, like, driving down the highway you know the chances of dying pretty fucking easy yeah like (laughs) you start seeing all the different ways you could die every day literally every single thing i do like a month before star wars comes out i already have my destination a a trip to target becomes saw (laughs) yeah no i'm like i'm thinking about that and it's fucked up because like i'm just like no like i'd be i'd be fucking pissed if i died like if if it if i didn't die instantly and i was just like laying on the ground dying i know for a fact i'd be like fuck the force awakens would have probably been so good um the the day before episode nine comes out i am just gonna execute you (laughs) (laughs) no but at the same time i get this like i think it's like this weird crackhead strength (laughs) i think i think i would have is that a thing crackhead strength oh yeah i think i would have like angel dust or crackhead strength like (laughs) If anything were about to happen, like the day before I saw Star Wars, like oh you pull God. a gun on me, I will rip your face off. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat your face. <laughs> Do it! <laughs> no, but... Break um, his arm. But then, like, finally um, going to the theater that day, and, like, I, I made it a ritual. I didn't want to see it during the weekend because I worked every weekend, and, like, not, like, short shifts. They were, like, 10-hour, 11-hour shifts. So I didn't want to, like force star wars into that yeah like i wanted to like have a day to enjoy it yeah so um i like shut down all of my social medias for the weekend didn't look at my phone at all didn't interact with kids where i worked because i didn't want them saying anything about the movie yeah and then smart on monday like i walk into the theater i got my tickets ready and everything i get my popcorn i'm treating myself it's star wars day yep. it's the one day of the year i get to like feel alive yep <laughs> and then uh like sitting in the theater and just when it starts it's like the force awakens was perfect from the get go and just like the excitement that went along with it and like seeing it on the big screen with the surround sound that opening fanfare oh my god like just seeing like the lucasfilm thing come up and then like just childlike wonder and then there's no comparison yeah and you have to do that in the theater because there's nothing else like it but then the moment where i just about creamed my jeans (laughs) like i literally started like kicking in my chair (laughs) was like in the final snow fight um when they when they redid the lightsaber sound and like that's one of the first times that you hear the lightsaber ignite is at like the end of the movie yeah and then he's just like come and get it and it's this huge bass noise that they've never yeah. had that just 
floods the theater and it hits you in the face. And I just like sat in awe. I was just like, this is life. (laughs) Everything you had ever wanted. Everything I had ever wanted. And that's, that's my relationship with the theater though, is like, that's what I think of. Like when people say movie theater, like I can never get that experience sitting at home. If that movie would have, if that movie would have like just dropped straight on Netflix and you would have been able to watch it day one with no issues, you wouldn't have felt like that. You might've still loved the movie. I wouldn't have had the excitement. It wouldn't be like that. It wouldn't have paid off. It's like that buildup, like, and then, okay, here's trailer number one. Here's trailer number two. Like, yeah, Disney knows what they're fucking doing with their marketing for sure. Because you know those. Like, oh my god, when I go to Target, I'm starting to see like yeah, yeah. the the like posters and like the cardboard yeah. cutouts of Kylo Ren and shit. Yeah. Like, Although I don't know why BB-8 had to be on my bag of lettuce, but all right, I'll let I'm that okay slide. with <laughs> I'm okay with BB-8 being on my clementines. <laughs> the thing, like inversely of that is that there's a lot of shit going to theaters now because, and I'm not a Marvel fan and stuff like that, so I get annoyed where every month there's two new Marvel movies in theaters. Like, not even exaggerating. Black Panther's somehow still in theaters. Is it really? How is that happening? It's it's almost like Disney has a chokehold on the movie-making industry. I know (laughs) they do. They have a chokehold on everything. But there's, there's so much bad shit being made, and then people will go and see it as like a, like the emoji movie, like oh, uh. how funny would it be? No, it wouldn't be funny if you went to see it in theaters. You know why? Because that's going to fund a sequel, or that's going to fund but the meme movie. On the like other side of that, we were it's already still, on the other side. It's still people now to get the other side of your other side. Oh shit! To spank your bottom. <laughs> what the fuck? It's still yes, getting people daddy. into the theater. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. So it's good for the theater. It's stuff. good yeah. for the theater, but like, but it's, it's, it's bad for movies that will be. Yeah, in it's, it's, it's bad for studios. Thing. Yeah. Well, well Sony, it's good Sony for Sony Pictures hasn't had a good track record. Oof. It's bad for filmmaking Oof. as an art form. Oh, God, because Sony Pictures is just not not Sony killing it. Interactive Media killing it. S- Sony Media. Yeah, Sony Interactive Sony Pictures. Yeah. Sony Pictures is not so good. Sony Interactive Entertainment killing it right now. Absolutely well. crushing. God of War, Spider Man. We got Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima coming out. Ooh, that is. They are fucking just slaughtering everything. So I guess that makes up some of the money they do on their dreadful oh, movies. Yeah, but in in summary, the in conclusion, in, in conclusion. conclusion. No, like the the theater experience is something you literally cannot get anywhere no. else. You cannot get it in your home. You cannot fucking stream the theater experience on Netflix. As comfortable as watching a movie in your ho- own home may be, yeah. like if it is a movie that I want to see or even one that I'm slightly interested in, yeah. I'll still see it in theater because I want that. Like I yeah. want to one, support the movie outright at box office numbers. Right. And then two, like I want the full theater theater like right. i don't want to just like sit on my couch and watch it yeah well because while it's convenient it's it's yeah. never going to be the same it's a lesser experience by a huge margin yeah well the thing is you guys if we overthrow the one percent and redistribute the wealth maybe we can all start to afford our own personal theaters but i don't want that i want to go to a theater if you redistribute the wealth i don't think we'd all have enough money no but to you build could, a theater you could start to invest in a th- no, 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 in like stocks and shit, and then get up higher with that money. That's that sounds like some capitalist talk. I thought we were thro- overthrowing the one percent. Right, we go socialist for about like a month, and then go back to capitalism. Reset. We just need a reset button. Then we just make another one percent, much further down the but line. But this time we'll be in it. Yeah, that makes it okay. Yes, <laughs> I've given I've given up all of my values <laughs> for the low price of a billion dollars yeah no it's like (laughs) it's like the purge but only with money huh that is capitalism no 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 no. like once once per once per year on one day every financial crime becomes legal for a day i'm gonna be tossing money into escrow left and right don't know what that means but i'm gonna do it i hear it on shows all that's gonna happen (laughs) all that's gonna happen if there's no financial laws for one day all of the rich people in the world are just going to put their money in offshore accounts that day. Yeah, what are yeah. they going to do that offshore account when it gets robbed? Because financially, that's legal now. Huh? Do you They're think gonna about that? They're going to have the best That's a violent crime. 
Yeah. Do you think there's that's not, not a financial crime if yeah, you rob is. a bank? Yes, it is. But it's still a violent crime, so I don't know no, how it's that not. Would work. Not if you don't shoot anybody. I'm not sure about that Hey, it's that still one. financial adjacent, all right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Makes it legal. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working out the kinks. <laughs> In summary, go to theaters. In summary, yeah. go to your... As, as much as Go I to your work. local AMC, join Stubbs, Stubbs Premiere. You know, they actually have Stubbs A-List now. You can see three movies for just $29.99. What, what movies are in theaters right now? That's a I, good question. Last one I saw was Black Klansman a couple weeks ago. And yeah, oh, God, that, that looks really good. I didn't was get it to good? go and see that yet. Yes, I loved it. I need to see that. And to to some to to supplement my point, I just don't like other people. I suppose. Well, I hate other people yeah, a lot. That's fair. But you know what? Tori and I yeah. were talking about earlier how, like, if you have a child, you no longer have the, the freedom. <laughs> like you no. lost that privilege to no. just go to a movie theater yeah. of anything that's rated more than PG. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. If, like, if it's a child's movie, yeah. then you could bring your child. But if I'm going to see like Interstellar or something like you're like you don't bring your kid in because yeah. I'm going there for that great experience. I'm going there like paying for the tickets and all that kind of stuff so that I can get that and great if your experience. Kid is loud, you gotta shut that shit down immediately. They should yeah. just have child protective services at the door to that theater, and if they see like like. Uh, a parent come into like a horror movie with their kid they're just like nah give them over yeah <laughs> nah you lost that one yeah. okay here's another tip don't support anything with Melissa McCarthy in it really let's let's kill her career oh mm-hmm. I was gonna say that's not nice nobody's career deserves to die then I remembered who Melissa McCarthy was yep <laughs> and she's in the happy time murders how funny is it that we is took that a Sony is that a native- Sony movie fucking I don't know what the we're doing hard research right now. Yeah, there's there Every is time murders. There's nothing good in theaters right now, and that's just another point. Like we need to get the good stuff. Like eighth grade was an a twenty four. Like anything a twenty four is putting out. I told you that Hereditary was a twenty four, and you're like, I'm never gonna see it. Yeah, because Hereditary looks stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying, a twenty four does do a lot of like they take a lot of the chances and do the more artistic films. Oh God, Henson was a part of this. Oh no, I'm gonna go company. see. Okay, I'm gonna go see the Little Stranger tomorrow. Uh, That's the one with uh, Dom Hall Gleason. Hmm. I didn't even see a trailer for that. Actually, it looks really like it looks really weird and like really creepy, cool. Like hmm. I I don't even know what it's about, Dude, but I'm just it's got Dom Hall Gleason and it's got a dope poster, and I want to see it. All right. God damn it. What the the Jim Henson Company was part of the Happy Time Murders, and that really fucking depresses me. Like, Jim Henson, creator of Garfield? No, that's... (laughs) No, that's Jim Garfield. Jim Garfield, yes. Right. No, the Jim Henson company being a part of the Happy Time Murders just lets you know that that company has lost touch of the, the original creator's intent, and that makes me really depressed. The Muppets, the Muppets Sesame guy. Street. That's what I thought, but I was like, there's yeah. no way he was part of that. Nope. That, that I literally just looked at the credits. And it so it's the Henson it's Company. It's their puppeteers doing the yep. puppeting. That's really fucking depressing. We're well, all let's talk about something now. else. Let's talk Ooh. about something else. Anywho, um I was gonna say, like, to kind of go back on like theaters and kids, like I was in I don't remember what movie now, but Dude, like I was saying, you were in a movie, whatever. Um, uh, I was in the theater and like, if you have children, you lost that privilege to just outright go mm-hmm. because you chose to have kids or get a fucking babysitter. And if you can't, sorry, you have kids. That's the reality of yeah. it. Yep. The, the oatmeal had a really, you good, don't go to the movies. The, the oatmeal had a really good comic of like his ideal movie theater where like the top section was just like a normal movie theater, but the bottom section was this like, like these seats encased in a glass dome with a bunch of screaming babies in it. Yep. <laughs> it was no. pretty funny. Well, if you bring in a baby, you deserve to be shot on yep. sight. Yeah. I'll just say it. No, but, um, I was in a theater and this kid like started to like say something at what was going on on the screen. They were like, what's going? And the mom instantly was like, Shh, you do not talk during this. So it was like, I was fine with her speaking for that one second because it wasn't just like, yeah, she shut that shit down yeah. instantly, and I was just like, the way to do "Mad it. respect." Yeah, yeah, was, that's that's pretty good. You're that's ruining good parenting people's right there. Lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, 
I don't think we're being dramatic about this. No. Tori, I want to talk to you about something because you started watching Hannibal recently. I did. And I've been watching Hannibal. And I want to pose this question to you. Yeah. Would you eat a human? I can, I can, I can be a part of this conversation. I thought this would just be completely about Hannibal. No, no, it's not just me and Tori. Okay, But like... If it was prepared, like how he prepares it and just this elegant presentation and dish. But I know it's a human. But you know it's a human. No. Here's my thing with it. No. Here's my thing. Dude, you're, are you kidding? Like if he prepared it himself, like I'm saying Hannibal Lecter prepared it for you in that fantastic presentation, like in the show where it's artful. He puts condiments delicious. on it, man. I don't like condiments. <laughs> that's okay. That's if, your, that's if your out just, point. <laughs> if it was just like plain humans with Doritos sprinkled on top <laughs> and cheese and that's it. Would you eat it like a taco with just Doritos, <laughs> cheese, a flour tortilla, but the meat is human. That's a face of someone who wants to say um, yes, but doesn't want to come like, across as a monster. Well, no, like Dude, part, I, part I, of me I, wants to say yes, but also like, I don't know if I could do it. Are you... If it came down to it. I here's you just want me you want someone to back you up on. This. I do no, no, because my I, ideal situation fits with you, okay? I, I guarantee your ideal situation. I don't yeah, like how you're wording no, this. No, no, no. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me you out. You want to get in the business? <laughs> no, no, no. My ideal situation would be someone like wherever the meat came from, they were okay with it and or dying, but still healthy. And this was like their final wish to be prepared. I don't think you can be dying but still be healthy. No, like he was standing over them with a gun. Like Whatever. Anyway, so that's like it comes from a humane source. Oh, I don't give right? a fuck. Like if he and told me that he just like killed someone, like and was just like, yeah, do you want to eat this? It looks gorgeous, and I'm kind of curious what it tastes like. <laughs> and the the way it would be prepared in my ideal situation is like when you go to Sam's Club and they've just got that tray of shit with the toothpicks. That's trashy. Yeah, and then eating, I like, want elegance. Eating like one or two of those just to like kind of get a taste for it. You know, like. Yeah, it's all right. Or, uh, you know, that that's my ideal way of trying human <laughs> on a sample tray. I want the elegant presentation that he gives. Just go get a nice meal somewhere. That's expensive. So is killing a man. Mm. What? A gun is pretty cheap. You can get bullets. I don't know how much. Well, this is America. This is America. No. <laughs> no yeah. Like I. Up. I was watching the show and like, I kept thinking like, would I eat a human? And then I was like, oh, all of those dishes look really good. I think I could do it. Yeah. I don't know if I could. I mean, I'd be lying if I said like, I'm not a little bit curious. No, it's, it's insanely curiosity like driven, right? Yeah. It's all about like, no, that doesn't make me feel too comfy. But like, what does it taste like? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I but start I don't, biting my I just, own arm. I just don't think nothing like it. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I just don't think I could. Yes, I also could not do that. I am a perfectly sane person who agrees with you. Let us shake on not eating humans. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to do that. Ha ha ha! We have come to an agreement that we are both not psychopaths. I think we should call. We should fire him first. You're fired. Yep, get out. If you complete that call, yeah, I will hello. eat you. I will yeah, literally hello, eat seven, you. Seven, six, five, four, two, and uh, we have someone here who's very sane. I think he's a psychopath. Oh, get pepperoni. Yes, pepperoni. Can you sprinkle fingers on it? Oh my god! <laughs> Please get here as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. So when's Papa John's coming? No, it's on its way. Oh, Wait, just you mean, dude. You mean Papa Murphy's? I don't fucking know anymore, dude. <laughs> I'm love, kidding. You had it right. I'm, I'm living in this Tay, weird, weird does pseudo not, state of not knowing. Tay does the other. not understand the differences between <laughs> Papa John's and Papa Murphy's. They both exist. Papa Murphy's they is both worse exist than in frozen a pizza. Superposition where they just fluctuate back and forth. Okay. That's Papa John's and Papa Murphy's. No, it isn't. <laughs> Papa John, racist but delicious. <laughs> like my aunt. I'm just kidding. I bet he is delicious. Wow, we can only find out one that. way. We have to eat Papa John. Stop. <laughs> We're not eating anyone. You said he was delicious. 
I said his pizzas were delicious. No, you no, said you said, you said racist. Delicious. I said but Papa delicious. John's racist, racist but, but delicious. Papa John's the establishment. Okay, I'll give you that. Not Papa John. Would you eat Papa John though? No, I need Papa John. I eat Papa John. He probably got a good spice to him. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> we can't eat people. I mean, I, I guess legally, te- yeah, technically, yeah. on a technicality, we absolutely certainly can. But do you want to eat? At what point do does eat, Tyler? He doesn't have a lot of meat on his cross body, so. the line. Yeah, that's right. That's why I stay skinny. So cannibals don't get me. <laughs> that's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's done me good so far. So far, so good. What the fuck are we talking about with Papa John's? I only had one run in, and they took one look at me. you don't understand the difference between Papa John and Papa Murphy. No, before that, before we got into that bit. Eating people. There's like a, a, there's like a transitional bit. Tori was calling the police. There's a transitional bit between that, though. I was ordering pizza. I'm on to you. Pizza this dick. Oh! You just got cucked. <laughs> bitch. Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta get, do why, 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 get millennial stop, done, stop. son? Why, why you gotta do me like that? I think cool. Shit on him now. <laughs> what? Release, <laughs> what? <laughs> release your anger. Release your bowels. Own him. Don't be nice anymore. Do a quick scope 360 and a kitten. Pwn the new. Pwn him. <laughs> Execute order. Pwnage. <laughs> Execute order 69. <laughs> Spit sucks. Hey, get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> get us out of this train wreck, please. Well, thank you for listening to Baseless Claims. Uh, you wasted a good amount of time listening to this podcast. Just kidding. We love doing this, and we love that you know we get some feedback on these, but if you want to leave more feedback, go ahead and do that wherever you may be listening or viewing this podcast, or reach out to any one of us on Twitter. And yeah, thank you again so much for watching or listening, and we'll be back next time. Quick footnote. If any of you agree with me that you would eat a human, let me know in the comments or on Twitter at Subtly Cool. Thank you. I think this is my last episode. Both of your last episodes, because you're fired and you're getting eaten. So it'll just be me. It'll be a solo episode with Tay. Baseless claims with Tay. Yeah, but it also, you have to give it a really clickbaity title. Yeah. Like, solo hot Babe, well, no, I just by herself <laughs> on cam. I'll just, uh, I'll just title it "Uninterrupted for the first time." <laughs> that would next that time to find out. <laughs> All right, thanks for watching. Thank you. Please call nine one one. 